What's up, everybody? It's Jeffrey Lyles. You are listening to Lyles Movie Files. We're going to break down two of the big summer-slash-fall shows that have just wrapped up, Lovecraft Country and The Boys Season 2. And right now, we're going to talk about The Boys Season 2, because there's a lot to dissect with that one. So, let's start off. Welcome to the show. Little brother, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you, Jeffrey? I won't complain as of this moment just yet. Check back in about 25 seconds. Will do. Good deal. Chi, how you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, you know, another week. We had the we had the midway point. You know, whenever we do the the podcast, I'm always like, it is the midway point of the week. I got just two more days in front of me, so. It's always a pleasure knowing that, and it's always a pleasure doing the podcast. Outstanding. Jay King, how are you, man? Doing very well. How are you? How's everybody? Doing good so far. And Big Gun Gunner, how are you? I'm good, yo. I'm good. What's what's going on, y'all? We're about to get it on, popping, crack-a-lacking, as they say. Since you are all on here right now, we're going to talk about The Boys Season 2 and Lovecraft Country, but there's some breaking news, Jace, that actually came today instead of tomorrow. What? Right after we finished the show. Yeah, it's crazy. Jared Leto is shooting scenes for Zack Snyder's Justice League, so he's going to be in the Snyder Cut of Justice League. Huh. Huh. Well, he was... Wow. Okay, that's good I, for I, continuity. I hated his Joker, so I'd rather act like that wasn't a thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, good for continuity, but thanks. <laughs> yeah, it's like I mean, it's, it's, I always say it's like the scene where he and Harley are like dressed up like traditional Harley and Joker. If they're gonna use that in uh, if they're going to use that in, in Justice League, that'd be cool. But it's like they're trying to be rapper, gangster, and tatted up. I'm like, nah, dude, I, I'm good. Right. Super hipster, weird ass. <laughs> like, I, I don't know, man. I, the image of that Joker I like for today, right? <clears throat> if it was more... I think Leto's performance as Joker left a lot of... It, it's like he wasn't playing a Joker. He was playing... I, to me, when I watch his performance as a Joker, he's play, he, it's, it's like he's dressed up as a Joker, but he's playing some douchebag at the club who had one too many and is about to get laid out by security or tossed out by security. That's what he seems like to me. If he would have played it more close to the Joker then you probably could have got over the imagery because for what it's worth for a mind, for, for today's audience, that look works to me. It, work, it, it works. I just think that the way he played it was like, you're a douchebag. I, I, I just can't get behind you at all. Even though the Joker is not, you're not supposed to root for the Joker, but you do root for the Joker. If he would have played it better, it, the image, the, the way he looked would have fit it. I don't know, man. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm just talking sideways. Chief, what do you think? Uh, I hated that Joker. Um, and the movie was pretty much garbage too. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I don't, <sighs> uh, my man, you know what I mean? My man kind of ruined the Joker for, for people afterwards. Cause you know, you, you look at a Joker and you think of a now you think of a certain standard of Joker. So and uh, actors play, I guess their their vision of what the Joker should be. But Yvonne's right. He's you know he's just like uh, like the cool kid who turned bad or something like that. You know what I mean? He's just it was just a bad you know the Joker's got pistols. He's just a gangster with 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 with, with green hair. Like there was nothing Jokerish about him, other than, you know what I mean, the 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 look. Um, nah, I'm not. I'm looking forward to the cut. Um, 
I don't know. I don't know if I'm looking forward to that Joker, but we'll see. I mean, it may all Jack Jack Snyder, uh, Zack Snyder might put it all together, and it might be it might be beautiful, and that's all we can hope for at this point. Uh, something beautiful. So I'm curious now what he's going to do because I guess you could have a Batman flashing back to a time where Joker is killing Robin, maybe, or you change up that whole post credit scene and have Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor uh, and Joe, what's Joe's last name? I'm now the Jello Deathstroke yeah. and then have Jared Leto in that scene like, hey, you want to join our, our League of Our Own? And I also think with Joker, he's a kind of flexible character where even the same actor could portray him in a different way. I mean, he's in the comics. Like, anytime somebody gets a hold of him, they kind of write him a different way than the next guy. So I'm wondering if maybe Leto for a Snyder version just plays a more traditional version of Joker that fits in line with what we're thinking. Because the Lex Luthor we saw at the end of Justice League was much better than the theatrical version we saw in Batman versus Superman. Which may be his whole point all along to kind of get us interested and hyped up to see a Justice League 2 where they're fighting the Injustice League. I was going to say, like, that's in, I, I still wonder if they're just going to like, yeah, we say that that isn't continuity anymore, but nothing we did after that makes it so that's not continuity. I mean, like, the theatrical version of Justice League is continuity. It's like, if you just change up certain things at the end of that movie, it's like, that's not, I mean, I mean, unless his version is completely different, it's just like, we get an actual, I mean, like I said, a Justice League, um, I mean, we, I mean, we can't have Black Adam in here, but maybe we can have somebody from Shazam in there. I mean, Dr. Savannah. Like, so, I don't know. Yeah, so, got that, and let's stick with DC News for a second here. Warner Brothers is supposedly going to make a decision about Chief's favorite upcoming film, Wonder Woman 1984. They're going to decide in the next few weeks what the status is with the December release. Does anybody want to take any money that they're going to keep that December date or move it to 2021 or 2022? I'm going to spend the money. Why not? Well, if, if, here's the thing. If AMC's theaters is letting you rent out theaters for $99, I think they might actually release it this year. Because they'll be like, you know, if you feel comfortable putting your little small group of people in there and renting out this theater, we might actually make the money. I mean, nah. it, I mean, it's... Ninety nine is nothing compared to what they were paying. Like, yeah, I, I mean that's like four, that, people, three people's ticket. That's four tickets. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean it's, it's just like all right, if we could, if, if that would be the time, I would. If I'm Patty Jenkins, I'm like I would fight hard for them to say, hey, do not release this movie. Either put it if you put it on VOD in December, I can I can live with that far more than you trying to put this out in theaters. And, Right. I, mean, I, I, I got a, I got an idea. Instead of movie uh, uh, theater companies, AMC, Regal, whoever the hell else is out there, instead of bitching and moaning about movies not coming out and, and, and things going to VOD and, 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 and being upset about studios for that, how about you create an app? How about you create a format? To where studios can release their movies on your format, they wide release new movies on your format, and people can pay you whatever the cost of admission is for a ticket, or even twenty percent less than that, fifteen, ten percent. Give us a COVID discount, whatever. <clears throat> Create it. You had nine months, eight months now to do this. That's at, true. Least, at least within six months, five months, right? You yeah. could have introduced yeah. this starting January one, twenty twenty one. And say, hey, yeah, they want to stay. We've got we, yeah. it. Is gonna, so. Well, Javon, yeah, they want to stay blockbuster, dog. I will they defend them on this one. They were really banking on every theater reopening because there's no uniform policy from state to state, and some of them were reopening. I think New York 
was reopening or did reopen in theaters. It's just a mess in terms of what the shared unified plan and strategy is for theatrical releases. And they had all these films that got pushed from spring that were like, all right, we're going to put the James Bond out in December. Mm -hmm. We're going to put Wonder Woman in December now. We've got Dune coming. So if you guys should stay the course and just wait, we've got, you know, the lights at the other end of the tunnel and it's almost here. And well, if I they mean, were banking on that, then then it's like, shoot, well, now we got to come up with something all over. I'm with you that from us, nine months is a stupid long time not to come up with some strategy. But they were banking on everything being fine. Even from uh, from our point of view, Jason, I'm looking at a logistical businessman's point of view, right. thinking, hey, I can't wait for the rest of the world to get to act together, especially whatever's happening in our country. We're, we're a dumpster fire right now. So I can't wait for us to get it together. What I'm going to do is be, I hate to say it, but proactive and, and, and do something to protect my business and interests and also prepare for the future because this is what it's going to be. We talked about this last week. I know it's not going to be two years from now. We're not going to be going to movie theaters, but I think this is with streaming services. Like, for example, I can't watch Rick and Morty of South Park on their networks now because they censor everything because if I go, I got HBO Max. I can watch it completely uncensored with no corruption. Or I mean, with no commercial interruptions, right? If I have the choice to watch Wonder Woman 1984 at home rather than get up, go to the theater. Some people like the experience, but if I'm not one of those people, if I'm one of those people that I lean either way, I'd rather watch it at home and eat my food and go to my bathroom because I know it's clean or at least my funk is in it, you know. I would rather be <laughs> one of those folks, right? I would rather be one of those folks. And yeah, my farts that, and my freaking cushion. These are my farts. This is my butt <laughs> on my toilet seat, and I'm comfortable with that. I can pause the movie if I want more popcorn or more salt and vinegar chips or whatever I eat. I just think it would be it would do them some justice or would have done them some justice to prepare for this and say, hey, this is the route we're going. And even though we're going to keep our theaters open, going forward, you have this option should you choose it and just see where it goes. You could have been an industry leader. I would have done it. That's just that's okay. my, my lens. All right. So let's see here. Moving on to Marvel. Um, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, we know is coming. And we've already known that the WandaVision show is going to feature the return of Darcy from the Thor universe. But now words coming out that Falcon and the Winter Soldier is also going to bring back characters from earlier Marvel films. Considering Falcon and Winter Soldier shouldn't be fighting the abomination. Who are some of the characters from the early Marvel films that you'd like to see come back in maybe this cameo role? or maybe a key supporting role in this Disney Plus series? I got the leader. I'd like to see him come back. Or was that Ed yeah. Norton's Hulk? <laughs> I want Ed Norton's Hulk back. Nobody else? The um, leaders sure. do much. I have to think about it. No, but I mean, like, you can use, like, the leader. I mean, like, he's, like, in the early stages of becoming the leader. So you could try and use him like in a fighting Baron Zemo though. He'd be the same kind of character. Oh, okay. Well, I'm, I'm trying to okay, sorry, I'm trying to think anybody else who could be part of the Masters of Evil. Um I guess I was uh did y'all enjoy Abomination? I thought the whole word Abomination was good. I thought Abomination might That'd be great. Be a nice character to bring back. How are they going? How are Falcon and Winter Soldier going to fight to do the battling Hulk? Well, they got to do a cameo with Ruffalo's Hulk. He's going to be busy with Shield. Okay, but then what's the brainy dude? The brainy dude. Remember they were cameoing to that when the shit dripped in his brain. What's his name? You know, the leader. The doc. The leader. Yeah. Thank you. Sorry. Okay. So that's. that's <laughs> I thought it was something else. Okay. You could do. You could do. Uh, whips. Whiplash. Oh. I think he would be. He could. They the could yeah, he could. Um, maybe a better version of him, right? I wasn't a fan of the Mickey Warwick one. Did he die? I don't remember if he was killed in that end of Iron Man. Did he blow up? Yeah, yeah he, he blew, he up, blew right? up. Oh well, maybe maybe there's an option. Then you could have Whiplash two coming. Yeah. Um. But it's funny because I'm just trying to think of memorable supporting characters. We already know that Emily. 
Van Camp is going to be back. Is Agent Carter or Agent 13? Yeah. She's going to be back. And a lot of Captain America films, you know, the people who were in part two are dead except for her or not around. Maybe. Some of the Yeah, all, the, all those guys are done. Um, and Thor, we've got your boy. In uh, in that you know the main bad guy that what's your name blew up into the building. <laughs> um, I thought he was supposed to come back in some weird continuity thing. Um, Which dude? Romolo. Carphones. Oh, Romolo. Yeah. I guess we didn't see a body, so technically. Yeah. Maybe. I would like to see that because Falcon has a little bit of a vendetta with him anyway. Okay. So I just thought that was kind of interesting that they're looking to bring back some more people. And it looks like that uh, Justice, that uh, Black Adam film, Dwayne Johnson's film, is going to continue pissing off people who hate diversity because there's one last member of this Justice Society, and they're looking to cast Isabella Monaire or Leslie Grace, who are both non-white actresses to play the role of the Cyclone. That's interesting because... I'm pretty sure at this rate, we're just going to have one white guy in uh, Dwayne Johnson's Black Adam Justice Society, which is very interesting. So, yeah. Looking forward to seeing what they do with that. Oh, the backlash. Oh, gosh. It's going to be delicious tears of English. Why do they always want to cast diverse people now in movies? I had an argument with another brother. I had another argument with another brother about why Hawkman should actually be black. He was like, nah, I don't like it. It looks corny. And da da da. And I'm like, um, last I checked, the origins were ancient Egypt, and he just reincarnated. So he could be black either way you look at it. Yeah. He's like, oh, I didn't know the origins. Well, then shut up. Stop talking. Just because you saw his Justice League when you were a kid, you think that's what it was. It's like everyone in his stories is like, yeah, that's not... I mean, it don't sound right. <laughs> yeah. And almost are like, wait, he's a white guy? You almost put a question mark behind it, like, really? Oh, That's like that uh, guys guys in oh man. What's that stupid movie? Gods and Monsters or God, what is No, the Egyptian movie with Christian Bale and Chad No, I know what you're talking about. I'm thinking Brother. of Yeah, I just got the wrong title. It's Gods and something. something God, yeah, I'm pretty happy I've almost completely gods got and out. Yeah, exactly. Exodus, gods and kings. Trash. Okay. All right. So now we've talked about the news. That's everything. Now let's talk about the boys. So when I started watching this season, I was like, cool. They're doing all the crazy stuff they were doing. Love it. Maybe by episode three, I was like, I'm not sure if this is going to keep going. If they can keep this up with the political satire, the sharp biting commentary on our obsession and fascination with celebrities, how real superheroes would act in the actual world and not be so concerned about truth, justice in the American way. Um, And then I was just thinking, these guys are horribly outmatched against these superheroes slash supervillains. How is this going to work in a way that's going to make this thing keep me invested on the hook for season three? Then that season finale came, and I was like, oh, man, here's my Sharpie so I can sign up for season three. Chief, Jace, you guys watched season two. What do you think about how the boys play this thing out? Okay. Um, I, 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 like I said, I waited till all the episodes came out so I could just kind of binge it like I did the first season. And when I was finished, it was like, I'm not surprised. Like I, I, I like most of the stuff that Eric Kripke does. He's, he's like he, he did Timeless. Uh, he did, he did Supernatural, and it's like he makes it so it's like, all right, if you're in, you're in. I mean, once you get in, I can write this stuff and put me in eight episodes. I can really write. I mean, I can help write a good show. And like just seeing like kind of how like the evolution, like when you see like a Stormfront, you're like. That, that seems like how some, I mean, like, I mean, she was like <laughs> perfectly using social media and it was like, right. Yeah. That, that's just like using memes and all that. That was good. And then like, and then just like, even like, like 
it's like noticed like I'm like when I was first watching I'm like Stormbringer like man right. Stormbringer I'm like that name sounds really like one of those white right wing supremacist groups and then it's like it is <laughs> it's like she literally's an old Nazi it's like oh okay it's like that worked out perfectly I mean because I I mean she get gave out little hints of it but it was like oh okay definitely. Like they play, they played that out perfectly. Yeah. Um, hold so, on, hold on, Chief. What, what was your thoughts on something before Jace raced through all of his tapes? Like, uh, it was it was another great season to me. Um, I love how like sinister, uh, you know, uh, they all were. Um, and devious, and 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 especially uh, I can't remember I can't remember names, and I don't know why the uh, the main the evil main evil guy the uh, Homelander, Homelander. So Homelander, man, he just he opened up a whole new level of evil this season. <laughs> um, and you know I never Homelander never really struck me as really smart, but uh, this season, man, he was just kind of he was he was on he was on his he was on his grizzly. He was handling everybody. Um, the Stormfront Joy was good. Uh, you know, it got the, the the Billy the Billy Butcher situation with his wife got resolved to to some degree. Um, it was just a good season, man. I you know I, you know you know me though. I hate the way they pieced it out to us, but at the same time, um, you know, every Friday I was there watching. Uh, so uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> it was it, it was funny. It was the whole the whole. The, if, if next season is as good as the first two, man, you know it'll be a great it'll be a great um a great series. So yeah, um, I recommend that if you if you're not watching the boys, you get into it. It's uh, it's really good. So I'm trying to decide which was the most ridiculous part of the season. If it was when the deep tried to get back with the seven and he brought the whale out. Like I was, I felt so horrible laughing as loud as I did on that because it was just like, I can't believe that just happened. That was so ridiculous, but Oh man, I was, I was just about in tears from crying with laughter. I mean, it was just like, that was so ridiculous and absurd. And it's something that could actually happen, but it would never happen in an Aquaman movie. I mean, it's just like, whoa. And then, like, so much at the end of the season with A-Train, like, the, the dude, especially that season finale, like, A-Train was, like, the quiet MVP with all the stuff he was doing. And, you know, like, when he he gives the, the documents over, and he's like, man, pump her. It's like, that was perfect. And then he was just, he was so funny to me this season, as opposed to the first season where it was kind of like, okay, okay, he's cool. This season, he really stepped up. And I like that he had a storyline that meant something and kind of took him on this interesting arc where they're never trying to redeem these guys, which I think is a cool part about the show. They're always just looking out for themselves. And if doing the right thing just so happens to work with something they want to do, then great. But it's not something where it's like, well, I need to do this to help the greater good. I love that. So, Jace, what else are you going to say about it? Oh, no, I, was, I, I, I think my thing was Homelander truly was like, I mean, like, like his menacing stalking, like Billy's wife was like, oh, my gosh, like, if you weren't afraid for everybody in that situation, I'm like, this psychopath, <laughs> just like, hey, I'm just going to pop in anytime I want, and I can kill you, anybody in this whole place, and nobody's going to do anything about it. Like, he's, hey. I mean, like, how he's portrayed is like this ultimate good guy to the world, but everybody who knows him is like, you should be 100% afraid of him. And all it's going to take is him having a bad day, and he might literally do like he did, at the, I mean, like his little thought at that rally and just kill everybody. Dude, the thing at the rally though was nuts because I was like, wow, man, I can't believe he did that. But I totally was like, yeah, he did that. Oh, and yeah. when it was like, oh, he didn't, I was like, oh, 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 wow, okay. He had some restraint because I was like, yeah, he did that. 
Oh, I, I thought hey, I had to pause it after that. I'm like, oh, he totally did it. Yeah. Hey, hey, you know what else was good about the season? The other, the other characters, you know, the other supers. When that dude, because you talked about the whale, but when that dude took his Jimmy and wrapped it around the black dude's neck. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, is that a dick? That's not a dick. I was crying. I was crying, man. Uh, so, yeah, like, like, and, and, you know, just the range, like, they had a whole bunch of supers on this, on this season with different powers. And even old girl at the end who was blowing the heads off of people, I can't wait to see where that storyline goes. Right, right. Gunner, how far have you gotten into it? What I finished. This shit was oh, amazing. Oh, perfect. Great. So, what what were your thoughts on it? I, w- I wasn't trying to keep you out, but I wasn't sure if you Oh, no, it. no worries. No, okay. I, I mean, no. You can do whatever you want, Jeff. Homelander. <laughs> <laughs> I can do whatever I want. That was like, yeah, that's kind of hilarious. Oh, <laughs> I was like, okay, is that like a precursor to hero gasm? Because that needs to happen next season. Um, I'm ho- I find it hilarious that uh, Black Noir has a peanut allergy. So I guess yeah. we're not going to get the Black Noir surprise. Um, or maybe we can. I don't know. But it doesn't matter. Well, the director, Black Noir showrunner said he is coming back. So he didn't die. No, he's not dead. He's yeah. not an allergy. That's his weakness. That's different. But, right. you know, I, I just it just looked like we're not going to get the. The, the Black Noir surprise that we got in the comic book, right? So, I don't know. That's the little part where I was like, that was the only thing I was looking forward to, but when old boy just like, you know what I mean? <laughs> the, the little boy was like, I'm done. He like killed Stormfront with like one look where I don't even know if Homelander would have done that. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he was just I, like, I'm good. <laughs> it was interesting we didn't see what he did because it was like, uh, did he laser blast or was there some like nuke bomb explosion on her? No, it looked like his eyes were doing the thing, but maybe they're more powerful than his. You know what yeah. I mean? Than than the Homelanders because yeah, he sliced his mom's neck by accident. That was heartbreaking. I was like, damn. It really it was. was. Gonna be like, I had never really tough. cared about Becca, but in that moment, I was like, wow. I felt bad for for Ryan, for Billy. It's like, man, this really was... They set it up really well, I thought. Yeah. Right. So you're saying in a couple episodes, a character you didn't see that much you actually cared about? It's weird, right? Oh, It's wow. weird, but it was like, it's heartbreaking to see the kid lose his mom because we always saw them together. I think they did a good job of doing that, even though Harder we didn't hear that much. You know what I mean? I think they did a good job with like, oh, snap, this kid ain't got no mom. That's heartbreaking. Right. <laughs> Now he's got. To, now he has to go to the system and, and like the real system. <laughs> Shit. And not everyone. It's like, and it's like you have to wonder. It's like, all right, is this kid gonna have like some accelerated growth? You're like, you know, and then maybe it's like, I'm taking revenge on all of y'all. You killed my mom. You didn't protect anybody. I'm just gonna go and I mean, super Homelander, and be able to beat Homelander. You never know. Yeah, he could like double as Black Noir real quick in a thing, and then then the comic book stuff will come true. Like I can see that happening. I'd write that shit, but you know, you never. But yeah, I, I dig it, Jace. Like some somehow, some way, he's gonna come back on his dad and be like, "Forget this dude." Yeah, and um, one thing, one storyline that I love because it just skewered how the media will hype up something with Brave Maeve and just how they were just so like, yo, you're not bisexual. And, and then, they were like, you're not bisexual. This isn't penthouse warm. Or no, they were like, no. When, we found that our audience prefers one to be more masculine. This isn't penthouse form. I died on that. I was like, yo, this show Oh, yeah, that's true. Nobody. Yeah, I was like, oh, shit. This is literally how that works. Yeah, like, it was hilarious, <laughs> man. <laughs> They trolled everything. They, they trolled did. the hell out of that. And they trolled the whole girls get it done. Oh, <laughs> they man. That they trolled crazy. the hell out of, of, of Avengers of Endgame. Yeah. <laughs> and then they did it for uh, Dawn of the Dawn of Justice with Dawn of the Seven. We'll get a Hans right. Zimmer score. It'll be great. It'll be loud. And- wonderful. And then at the end, they were like, damn, girls really do get it done. Oh, like, there you go. Dude, that fight scene, I was like, yes. They didn't need us any, any like, 
big budget super effects just them punching and stomping away the storm right i was like oh more of this scene please yeah they did the whole got uh the good fellas on storm <laughs> oh it, it, it was awesome <laughs> I was like, they could just keep that going. And I'm not sure if she's dead, because we never really saw, I mean, we saw her kind of, like, shell-shocked and dismembered, but I don't know if she was dead, so maybe they'll bring her back at some point. Maybe. Okay, we got a whole supervillain prison. Right. I mean, we do anything about, like, but I'm, I'm intrigued, like, the girl who's on hitchhiking, like, the one who got out of the uh, asylum. Yeah. Like, I wonder what she's going to do next season. Cause, right, because I, I knew she was the one that was popping heads. It was like, mm-hmm. oh, man. That that actually surprised me. Um, But one, one thing, or two things. So when you guys were talking about Homelander being the super stalker, I was like, I wonder if this is them making fun of Superman Returns with super mm-hmm. stalker Superman. Um, Bingo. I'll be around. Yeah, all the time. And... As I watched the commercial, or the latest commercial for The Mandalorian, I'm just like, Giancarlo Esposito is amazing in everything he does. That scene he had with uh, Billy in the restaurant where he was like, anger is a white man's privilege, <laughs> not mine. Oh, gosh. Listen, every, he wasn't seen that. He was like, in what, three scenes? And I he think made the he whole was in like show. four episodes, but those are scenes, <laughs> man. It made us like, dude, we don't even need him every season or every episode. If he just comes in and kills the scene for the whole, everybody else, everybody's going to be the second best performance on that episode after his five-minute scene. Yeah, I'm like, he's like, no, I know she's a Nazi. No, no. <laughs> right. <laughs> he's like, you should care. <laughs> I was like, damn. But he's like, eh, but it's beneficial. It's cost beneficial for me. This is all about the money. I was like, damn. Like, this dude's like, look, I'm calculated and ruthless. I am Gus Frank. I am, you know, I'm just like, all right. You're the one dude that can play the same character over and over again, and I will not care. Exactly. I was thinking that, too, because it's like, he never really changes from one role to the next. But I don't care. He's so good. Not lately, right? Yeah. Composed. I don't need to lose my cool because I'm just that cool, and right. it works. Came a long way from school days. Not that I didn't like that role, but you know, Big Brother Almighty. Now he's <laughs> the cool, calculated, extra super villain with no powers. Yeah, he's exactly. a Lex Luthor, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I dig it. <laughs> yeah, man. So, um, before we get back into Lovecraft Country, breaking that down, boy, Quibby is shutting down. No. For all that advertising campaign, they really didn't make that work. I'm shocked. I've been. I saw that coming. People were like, you should invest in Quibi. I'm like, first of all, this joint shouldn't even be publicly traded. How is that even possible? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I, I never saw the, the fascination with watching micro episodes on an app that you had to pay for and just do it like everybody else does. It's like, come on. Get out of here, just trying too hard to build a better mousetrap, and you made a worse yeah. one, right? Right, you know right. I mean? It's like Netflix already exists. Just, just make just original content just that people want to see on a streamer. Just do that and try your best to make it work. So, where's all their work. content going? Crackle? Uh, who knows? Man. I mean, because what what do they do that people want to see? The Kevin Hart joint. The Kevin Hart joint. That's it, right? Like right. that can go on like Netflix or ABC yeah. at eight o'clock. You know, tomorrow. Like, who yeah. cares? <laughs> hey, because I'm not losing sleep over it. Yeah. Jay King, what do you think about that deal, man? Jay King, you still with us? I guess you lost him. Okay. All right. I'm here. I'm here. Oh, you're here. Yo, I'm here. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's like, he's like the ghost in the machine. I'm muted myself Yeah. <laughs> so uh, what with Quibi we talking yeah, about? Yeah, man, with Quibi. You know, I signed up for Quibi just so I could watch those ten minute VNS of uh, Reno nine one one. Right? Uh-huh. I didn't pay for it. I did the trial and gave them a. Uh, you got to give them a blank credit. You got to give them a credit card. I just gave them a, a one that expired already. Right? I use that for anything I'm trialing. <laughs> yeah, I, I got to do that. I got to do that. That is a oh my god! I got to do that. Use it and keep your expired credit card and just use that. So, oh, 
I I I watched all I could of Reno 911, and I'm gonna tell you something that does not age well, um, because none of the actors age well. It, it, Reno 911 did not age well for me, um, but I was looking for anything to watch beyond that, and I know it's ten minute shorts, but even in ten minutes, the content they were putting up there was not worth it. It just it never were it, it, it never landed. Like I tried, I looked up and down to see what they had to offer. I was like, yeah, none of this is appealing. And this, I, I knew it after the after I watched all I could of Reno 911. I said this is not gonna last another year. I said it. I said I gave it a year. I said another year from now, this is gonna be a thing of the past. But I'm shocked to know that it's it's over now. Because yeah, dude, that, six that, months. That's really brief. Yeah. Yeah. Thoroughly not. Shocked. But you know what? I appreciate them going. This isn't working. Let's scrap it instead of just trying to hang on for dear life with nothing. Well, they ain't got no yeah. money no more. They spent it. They spent so much on marketing with all the celebrities and yeah. and whatever the little bit of content they had. They couldn't been that. Couldn't have been. You know what I mean? It couldn't have been cheap. No. Kevin Hart and whoever his co-star was. I can't remember. Oh, that. Not John Travolta. John Travolta, the Kardashians. What? He's not family. cheap. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, they, even the Kardashians aren't cheap, and you know, even the Kardashians no, aren't Kardashians cheap. Kardashians ain't cheap. You yeah. keep paying Ryan Seacrest a grip. <laughs> oh, I'll take one for me. Right, Chris and Ryan Seacrest are just yeah. All right. Oh, Quibi's going. All right, we'll liquidate our stocks and thanks. Right. More millions for us. Bye. By the way, gentlemen, this was a two billion dollar streaming experiment. Two billion. Are you serious? I wish I had I'm one serious. billion to waste on something. Piss away. Hey, how pissed are you right now? I'm pissed. For the same reason you're likely pissed. <laughs> yeah. Get the words out. <laughs> yeah, he is just. I mean, Say it, like, I mean, like, in a world when you have yeah. money to just go with anything, it's not even like, hey, we're going to do micro episodes and we're going to be like a next YouTube. No, we're going to make people pay for small episodes. When they don't even watch network television for free, <laughs> know what they're gonna watch. It's gonna be a great idea. It's like, how do you guys pitch your friends who have too much money to spend to invest in this? <laughs> it must be nice. It really must be nice. Can I can I get on some of these people's rolodex? Because I got them a lot of crap to sell, and it might actually make them money. Exactly. Javon, your mic's way away again. You know, streaming's already a crowded marketplace. They are a yeah, and to have right. something that's offering you microbytes of things that you really aren't interested in, they were bargaining more on the name, the star power that they had attached to it than actual content. And I'm not gonna say that's the thing that 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 sunk the the the, the ship, but. I think pay, a, a pay service where I got 10 minute videos, hey, YouTube is still free unless you want to pay premium. And, um, and every time that ad pops up, I'm like, come on. Yeah, get seriously. Man, seriously, get out of here. Draw now on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> and Chief has already said, listen, that week to week mess on the boys is too much for me. And they joke is it popping up 10 minutes. All right, let's let's talk now about something that did work in a major, major way. Before I go too far with this, uh Javon, Jace, have you guys watched Lovecraft? If not, mute yourselves or mute us. And I'll like wave frantically so you can get back on the conversation. I'm I'm way behind, so I'm gonna skip okay. this segment. There you go. Yeah, I'm gonna go on out because I have not watched an episode. All right, I'm gonna just wave oh like this. God. So when you when it's time, stay stay tuned. Okay. All right. Chief Gunner Lovecraft Country. I was like, everybody's talking about this. I don't want another show to recap. I'm enjoying my break from TV recapping, but everyone's talking about it. I need to get on this show. And I started watching the first. I watched the first three episodes, kind of on the fence. Do I want to recap or not? I know this is really riveting to you guys, but. This was how I was like, ah. But after the first episode, I was like, dude, 
this is too much real life cops harassing black people why am i watching this show it's not entertaining and then that second part of it where the white cops got killed i was like oh shoot i'm so about this show right now and then they kept going to different genres and then by episode three i was like you know what i gotta go back and write recaps of these episodes because there's too much there's too much that i have to say think about this and i need to process it by writing recaps and every episode they just went to a different kind of horror thriller genre with the undercurrent that hey racism is the most evil despicable monster force presence around and these characters who are dealing with in the 1950s are just like the you know not even the predecessors but these are this this is still continuing today and i loved all the different like you're watching one scene it's like man why is this still a problem in 2020 and there's just so much to break down dissect and i wish we had done it every episode where we really could have broken into everything and just like dug in deep but i loved how we had the scene with ruby her whole storyline of hey being white is really easy i don't even have to do anything and it's such a struggle for me to break through in these areas that just come so easy for white women and i love the symbolism of how every time ruby returned to ruby it was like bursting through like that caterpillar metaphor that we got early on becoming a butterfly love that that was just so good um and then i don't know if you guys watched doom patrol like the first season there's that episode. I remember doom patrol okay so when they went to oh man the whole the city where everybody was like yeah LGBT community, right? Dude, I was reminded of that too. And, and yeah, that, one and that, that with, uh, joint with where, where Montrose, oh when he God. was like, you know what? I'm finally just going to step in and do my own thing. And, and it's just seeing how like through the whole season, how he struggled so much with that. And I feel like in some shows, they try to be inclusive. They try to be diverse and try to have LGBT characters, but they never show this hard, tortured side of it where everybody's not happy that you're gay. Like when Tick finds out, he's like, dude, don't touch me. He's mad. And it's like, thank you. It's the opposite of what happened in Supergirl where everybody's like, yay, Alex, you're gay. We're so happy. It was like some straight up animosity and distrust. And I can't believe you've done this to me and relying on this thing. So much there. And, and I'll get to my favorite episode of the season soon. But just how everything came together and was like, whoa, this is like a series that had a plan. And that plan came together so well. Chief, what were your thoughts on Lovecraft Country as a whole? Uh, <laughs> it was a good black show, man. You know, it was funny. It, it took you through history. It took you through uh, the, the times, you know, the, 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 the struggles black people had. And then it had uh, its own supernatural, uh, its own supernatural um, uh, dig to it. So, um, of course, just as I get to talk, and the house phone rings, right? Of course. Um. So, I enjoyed every bit of it, though. I um, the Tulsa episode was fantastic. It really. <laughs> Right, right. Uh, that was the first episode you talking. Uh, yeah, the first episode you talking about. Uh, with the with the with the cops was excellent. The Bobsy and Boopsy episode. Bipsy and Bobsy. Topsy and Bobsy. That episode was excellent. Um, even the fact that they had uh, was the 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 Piccaninny look on them. Mm-hmm. Uh. You know what I mean? The symbolism behind that. Um, it was just um, visually amazing, plus the history behind it. Plus, I mean, it was just, I, I enjoyed it. The uh, episode where uh, Old Girl went back through time and was living different lives. Mm-hmm. Um, the department store one, where she was getting away with being a white woman and they were just promoting her for no reason. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, here's some free ice cream right. just for being white. Right. 
hey, you're white. Come on in. Have a good day. So, uh, you know, and these are all things that conceivably happen, still happening, and, and, and could happen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it was just, a, it was, it was good. It was, it was, you know, it was great writing. Um, hell, you know, I, I enjoyed it. Right. Even up to the, the, the sugar, the shagas killed all the, uh, police officers yeah. with, uh, when, uh, <laughs> when they were shooting at the house. Right. And right, they came right. Yeah. So, um, yes, it worked. It, you know, it's it just, yeah, it was, it's a series that you coming in like Lovecraft. I, I remember when I, I was like two or three episodes behind before I started watching it. And then I started watching it and I was like, yo, I was like, I dig this show. I'm going to, you know, um, I know I'm going to keep it going. Um, and I'm, and I'm glad I did. I, you know, I enjoyed every piece of it. Yeah. Gunner, what, what do you think about it? Yeah, I was like about two episodes behind, but I was like, I want to watch the show. I just need the time to watch the show. Finally got the time to watch the show, and I was like, all right, I'm just going to reserve some time every week to watch this show. The first two just grab you. You're like, oh, this is history. This is like, okay, scary white people plus scary, scary stuff, and then scary white people that would do with scary stuff at the same time. You're like, wait, this is nuts. And then, like, I mean, like you said, like every episode was like a different, like, genre but still with the same threads plural in between you know going through it mm-hmm. and i'm like yo like first episode you got like you know what i mean you got your forest monsters you know what i mean you got your your whole forest monster slash you know uh temp, you know uh you know open the gate to hell type thing right mm-hmm. and then <laughs> you're you're the key you know that kind of crap right and then <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, that kind of stuff. Right, right, right. Like, we had our blood. Indiana Jones episode. Then you had my favorite, like, Indiana Jones joint. Then you had, like, the anime tentacle lady. Like, yeah. so I was just like, what the hell? They went to tentacle anime. All right. Indiana Jones, tentacle anime. Got it. Done. Um, I wish they did more with the um, Native American character, but whatever. That's, the, you know, what are you going to do? Um, probably would have been one too many characters, right? Um, probably. I dig... I dig the Ruby situation where it was just like she was a white woman, but then they still kind of gave like a little nod to white women because, you know, you know, in the 50s, it wasn't the greatest for them either because they were just going to have to get harassed by their shitty boss. (laughs) (laughs) So I was just like, well, yeah, okay, there you go. All right, you're still a woman, still sucks. Um, You know, in the 50s, you know what I mean? Well, now, but, you know, definitely in the 50s. But everything was like, I mean, everything worked. I mean, it just worked. it just worked. That's it. I mean, everything was great. I mean, Christine. All right, being so let's, let's, let's talk about Tulsa. Oh. Tulsa was great. That made me tear up, Bree. That made dude, me tear up, man. I was watching that, and I was like, oh, my gosh, there's so much here. Where the poem. Yeah, like, Montrose is sitting there, like, shell-shocked. Like, you see, you know how, like, earlier when George and Letty were seeing Tick kind of go off, and they were like, well, is he just shell-shocked from the war? Montrose looked like that, and yeah. like the whole deal watching him and his father's relationship play out, and how he was just like, ah, I can't acknowledge who I am, and and seeing exactly what happened from that moment of not even really acknowledging it, but other people seeing, you know, his true self or whatever you want to call it, and the consequence from that, it was like, oh man, this would be terrifying to. And you could see why he would bury it deep down because one of his most traumatic memories of childhood is people killing his, you know, boyfriend, potential boyfriend, and going like, oh, no, this will not work. I cannot do this. And, you know, just the emotional moment of him and Tick kind of getting on the same page where it's like, listen, I understand. And then that revelation you're the mysterious stranger. That was so great. And I just felt like, wow, this is really well done. And then when Letty's walking through the fire and they've got those songs mm-hmm. and the poems going, it's like, dude, who is coming up? I mean, Nisha Green, the showrunner, is just killing everything, like with the music selection. Mm-hmm. And it's just amazing. 
So I think that episode was mistitled. I don't mind the title, but I think that one should have been called Full Circle. Because everything came full circle. Why is the book? Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. They you're gave right. it to That's Letty in the future, right? Like, yeah. you know, he's a mysterious bat person. And then, yeah. you know, there was like, oh, 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 and they explained what happened with the book in that episode, in the beginning uh-huh. of the episode, right? Yeah. Like, that's my son's book, right? Was that, that that episode or the one before it? I don't remember. But I he think was that, I thought it was that. that before they went. Yeah, like, this yeah. is my son's book. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was just like, was, well, how yeah, about full yeah. circle? Oh, the woman with the mechanical arm gave me this book. And I'm like, after seeing old girl's arm, uh, D's arm, I'm like, hey, maybe that's D in the future. Oh, man. Gave yeah, him the book. Keep that together. But, yeah, you're right. So much stuff. I can't wait to watch There's a it. lot. I'm still processing, dog. Yeah. I'm processing literally every episode still. Yeah. <laughs> Wild stuff. But, but amazing. Totally worth watching. It's one of those whenever HBO decides to do a free trial, if you don't have HBO, Make sure you watch HBO just so you can get that free on-demand weekend and watch that show because it's so great. The only 10 episodes, so you can do a quick binge and right. soak it up. But I know between when that Watchmen, yeah, yeah, that's almost like between that Watchmen, I'm gonna have to buy that. I don't care if it's on the streaming. I don't care if I'm paying yeah, already for HBO Max. I just need it. <laughs> yeah, it's like one of those like I have this in my collection. So, <laughs> you know. So my question for you guys. Would you want to see a second season, or is it it was all of everything you wanted done in that one season? I could see a second season. She? Okay, maybe not for she. Um, uh, a second season wouldn't be bad. Um, did, did did y'all feel like that was the end of it though? Didn't you didn't, you didn't feel like there might have been a second season? They haven't announced a second season yet. So uh, the showrunner. Misha Green was kind of like, well, we don't have anything lined up yet. And I wrote it so it could be one season and done, but we have more things we can do. Because I remember G.I. had that vision of Tick in bed with another woman that wasn't Letty. And, you know, maybe he, they had a child, so we could have another uh, kid running around who hangs mm-hmm. out with uh, older cousin slash sister, Diana and george so there's possibilities there there's always the other earth plans yeah you think is, so you think kick is going then for good no nah, i think so they can bring them back do. to another they earth. could go to another so universe, much. Right? I mean, it's so much yeah. stuff and oh my gosh even if they the don't book do is done season, right yes like I mean, the book is done they've already completed the book yeah yeah it's not like game of thrones where it's like uh hold on still working on it i'll get back right 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 yeah, but too much, too too much great stuff. All right, so Jace and Javon's homework assignment, whenever they have a free moment, can can get back on to it and watch Lovecraft Country. And if you haven't and you're listening out there, we try not to spoil so much. If you haven't watched it, when you start watching, you'll probably forget all the stuff we said anyway. So, all right, fellas, it is that special, magical time of the week. Do you have any nominees for Dummies of the Week? Gunner, you got anybody? I mean, just the usual suspects, man. I mean, you know, <laughs> Bama's. Just the Bama's, man. The Bama's in the office now. Um, oh, you know what? What's his name? Daniel. What the hell? Daniel Coon. What's his name? What's his dude's name? The dude in um Kentucky. The DA in Kentucky. Oh, yeah. yeah. His name is Daniel Kuhn. Anyway, he he uh he 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 went ahead and I mean he was trying hard to hide the evidence of the uh of the uh grand jury stuff, man. Like not evidence, but you know, hard tried to hard try, uh, tried hard to to hide like you know, oh I only gave them this. This is the only option I gave them. <laughs> like, well, dang, no wonder that was the only option they chose because it was the only option they gave him. He tried hard to hide it, and then another judge was like, nah, we need to see this. And so, shout out to him for being my dummy of the week for even trying to hide through that kind of crap, knowing damn well, in one way or another, he might be the scapegoat. <laughs> uh, Jace, do you have any nominees for dummies of the week? Uh, okay. It might seem like I'm getting political, but when I'm not, my dummy of the week is one Mr. Rudy Giuliani. 
<laughs> Somehow, Mr. Rudy Giuliani did not understand he was talking to Sasha Barrett Cohen's daughter, Borat's daughter, and decided to take his daughter up to the hotel room. That just happened, put his pants, hands in his pants, not saying what he was trying to insinuate, but sits on the bed, you know, hey, puts his hands in his pants, and then it's like, you know, uh, this is actually a joke. This is a movie. We're filming this, and yeah, we're gonna put it out like a week before you, you and your buddies are on the campaign trail. So wonderful. Yeah, very much my dummy of the week, Mr. Giuliani. Oh my gosh! Why did I not hear about that? That's great. <laughs> I have two nominees. My first one is uh, Odell Beckham for saying, "I don't think COVID is gonna enter this body." I don't want no parts of it. You don't want no parts of me. I think it's a mutual respect. So how quickly does he have COVID now? I mean, you know, you know he's missed two days of practice. Due to an illness, yeah. But, yeah. We'll see what happens, right? My other one is Rush Limbaugh for uh, trying maybe to get some sympathy from a very sympathetic world by announcing his cancer is terminal. And everyone's small violin apparently broke. Oh man, I <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> oh, oh man, Chief, you got one? Yeah, yeah. Hold on, hold on. Oh, damn, my small violin is broken too. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it is, I believe the guy's name is James Reed. And what Mr. Reed did was leave a letter on some people's door or at their door saying that um, since they were Biden Harris supporters, that, you know, something bad was going to happen to them. And um, also how he wanted to annually rape. Harris and killed Joe Biden, right? Here's the thing. As he puts the letter on the porch, the ring captures him. (laughs) (laughs) So, so, (laughs) I mean, no, no mask, full frontal. (laughs) Just, just, I mean, he might as well have just held his ID up to the goddamn camera and was like, yo, come get me later. Um, <laughs> and of course, yeah, they they rolled up on him, locked him up for, you know, making threats, uh, you know, to the homeowners, to the vice, the, 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 the presidential and vice presidential ca- candidates. And, um, you know, he'll be seeing some, some jail time off of this. All, and, and, you know, I'm like, dude, if you're going to do dirt, I mean, listen, you so anti-mask. <laughs> the mask could have protected your identity. Yeah. You could have saved your life twice. And protected your identity, and you wouldn't even probably be going to jail now. You're so anti-mask. Like, mm. And he's looking right at the camera. The picture they got, he's looking right in it. Like, like <laughs> <laughs> almost like he's like, hmm, what is this thing here? You know? Um, so yeah, he's, he's my dummy of the week, man. I mean, you can't get no stupider than to see the camera, look directly in the camera <laughs> and still drop the letter. You know what I mean? I mean, the, uh, you, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you're looking right at it. You would think he would be like, mm, this ain't the Evans residence and just walk off. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not what he's going to do. You know what I mean? He's going to drop the letter anyways. I'm I'm gonna drop this regardless, and and we're just gonna see what happens. And now you know. Good luck, sir. May may you not be thrown down and anally raped. So, because uh, <laughs> trust me, this from what I hear, there's a fleece Johnson at every prison. So, <laughs> so you know, take us home, buddy. Oh man. I'm sorry, Chief, will you finish? I'm sorry. Chief. 
He's on mute, so yeah. Okay. Um, I added 50 Cent because, not because his affinity or him standing beside Trump and, and, and whatnot right now. He's a rich man, so I expect that. Exactly. With taxes. Yep. What, what, what I... I say because 50 is riding like he's Teflon. You got to understand, white folks don't like you. Everything you do is on the support, it is built up on the support of the black community. And when you start reaching away from that, you got to either be on some Sammy Sosa, I'm bleaching my skin, <laughs> and, and talking without my accent. You know what I mean? You got to be on that time. You can't keep making Negro content and, and expect a white audience to pick you up. They, they're not checking for you. You're still the dude that wore a bulletproof vest at 17 years ago and scared the shit out of them when their kids were listening to you. Right. Do white people you... even have stars? Like... Right. Do they? <laughs> I thought that was for us. I know it's not intended to be, but I thought that was for us. Right. It's like VH1. Hey, Gunner, it sounds like VH1 now. Yeah, no, like, oh, we did not start off here, folks. So bad. Just, just <laughs> Ours is mine now. Ours is mine now. Ours now. But, That's um, ours now. <laughs> so, right, right. So, Cindy, you got to understand the simple truth, bro. You, you're not universally loved or liked. You're, hey, Bill Cosby is in prison right now, okay? I'm not <laughs> saying you're going to go that route. What I'm saying is they couldn't even, they didn't even protect Bill Cosby. So when you have that moment where you got to, your, 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 your so-called support breaks down, your universal support breaks down, you got to return to the black community. You done did some scars and some disservice, man. You might wanna you might wanna temper yourself. Um, there's him. Um Jason took Giuliani because that a dude Giuliani was in there. I gotta just piggyback that real quick. Giuliani was about to get socks nude. Like old man socks nude. For, for what he thought was a fifteen year old girl. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> Go to hell, man. Go to hell. You can't spin that, dude. You can't pull on, man. Nah, what happened? I was trying to take my microphone off, but I had to get on the bed, though. And, and I had to, t- you know, stop, man. Stop. Um, <laughs> um, I want to say, this like something that caught my eye this past week was the fact that T.I.'s homie allegedly peed on Drake. And I'm like, look, none of that make, yeah, Jason, yeah. That's been a news story. That's been a thing floating around on nigga news. And I'm like, dude. Yeah, I heard about that, too. He did. <laughs> he did if he did pee on you. If this man pissed on you in any way, shape, or form, there should have been a fight, like an epic drag down fight. I mean, look, I'm. Hey, hey, hey. I'm thinking that's a I don't fight. know all the details. There's no way that's not a fight. <laughs> There's no way. The way T.I. told the story, it was like his man just stopped peeing and Drake was in the vicinity. It was like, oh, oh God. <laughs> I'm like, how does that... I don't know. I can't blame anybody. Nobody's the dummies. That's a, that's a story where nobody wins because you're watching a guy pee on another guy and it just happened. It's like, look, man, what what the hell? What in the holy hell? What, what's going on with that? Yeah.